Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewen. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hi, Nat. Hola. We had some technical difficulties, but we are on air. Mm-hmm. Round two. <sighs> All right, Nat, tell me about the things you want to tell me. Okay, so I wanted to tell you about my poached apple, coconut milk poached apple recipe. So good. I haven't had it, but it sounds amazing. It's so good because it's hilarious. Eric, I don't know, one night he had some dessert. I think he got bought chocolate or something. And I was like, I don't really want that. I want this apple thing that I decided to make up in my brain. And then he's like, oh, whatever. And then I'm eating it. And he's just like, is there, is there any left for me? Like, so. oh, Eric. And then <laughs> to double my batch and make it again the next time. So <laughs> I just take apples, quarter them, core them a little bit. So take the, the, the hard little bits in the middle out. And I leave the skin on, on the apples. I, have, I buy organic ones, so it's fine. You could definitely peel them. And I just stick them in a... I don't know, I think it's like a 10 or an 8-inch Pyrex glass dish, one of those kind of square ones. I get a can of coconut milk. So if you do a bigger batch with like three or four apples, then I use the whole can of coconut milk. And before I put it in, I just sprinkle in some sugar, a little bit of ground cloves. Oh, sorry, sprinkle in some cinnamon. I don't know, maybe like a teaspoon. Kind of depends how much cinnamon you like. A little bit of clove, less because less is more with that. Clove is really strong. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't know, a pinch. And mm. then I like cardamom, so I put that in. Mm. You could put nutmeg in too. Or if you have like a pumpkin pie spice blend, you could definitely use that. And a little bit of sugar, coconut sugar I had, like one one kind of larger tablespoon or probably one or two tablespoons of maple syrup or something like that. Mix it, put it in over the apples, tin foil over the top, stick it in the oven, 40 minutes. I believe it was 400 or 385. Um, and then you take it out and just let it cool a little bit and spoon it to your bowl and it's delicious. If you like ice cream, it's like a hot ice cream over yeah. apple. <laughs> melted, but like it's melted very, pooled like, ice cream, <laughs> creamy and satisfying that way. And it's nice in yeah, the winter cause good. it's warm. I don't mm. really want to be eating ice cream at night. Um, that sounds so good. Yeah. Just for people to have like something there's, I believe the medium, medium chain fatty acid profile of coconut oil has one of them is a it's like c8 you have eight carbons i think it's caprylic acid i want to say but it's super 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 beneficial for your gut health it kills candida oh and then, what? It, and then it feeds all the healthy probiotics i believe the, the i'm reading a lot of i've been reading a lot about like gut health and like the balance of your microbiome so Oh, cool. I mean, you don't yeah. want to overdo it with anything, with any type of fat. It's still fat. It is like better fat for you. But this is like a once a week thing. You're not going to yeah. pound a can of coconut milk every day. Although oh, yeah. some people does, like Ben Greenfield, that guy. Oh, I know. He puts like, this <laughs> like morning smoothie recipe I saw. It's like three quarters of a can of coconut milk. Oh my but, goodness. But I mean, like his metabolism is different than mine. And yeah, he yeah. can test himself like eight times a day for all this shit because yeah. <laughs> that's what he yeah. does. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, we don't have the benefits. And also, like, I'm learning all this stuff through um, this book that I'm reading. That's the In the Flow. So it's uh, Alyssa Viti's newest book. So she she wrote another book before. I think you were talking about that one, right? That's the one you read, Women Code. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Code, yeah. Um, and I think that one is where she does mo- more diet stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then in this one. Yeah, she does talk about diet and how it impacts like estrogen and progesterone and all that stuff, but also like exercise and burning out. Um, But so, yeah, yeah, like I'm learning a lot of cool stuff, but it's kind of I don't know if you found this with the other book. It's kind of like a sales pitch. Yeah, it is. It is sales pitch for like I think she has programs or I mean, everything these days. I know. I just don't like it. I don't like that. Yeah, it makes me feel I was going to (laughs) say. What? I said everything is I was gonna say except for us. <laughs> we don't sell you anything we but really, joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have people on that sell their stuff, but I think it's pretty yeah, like Ben Greenfield sells something on every single podcast. Yeah, he does. Um and yeah. his I get his emails and they're super intense. I'm just like yeah. with him promoting every supplement. He must take yeah. a thousand supplements a day if he's taking all yeah. the stuff that he's selling. There's no friggin' yeah. way. Well, I, I don't think he takes everything he sells regularly I think um I think his his stuff changes quite a bit yeah but I mean I don't know I think he also gives a lot of value he does um just like we try to in our episodes so that you you know you're never listening and just being like what the fuck are they talking about you know like, yeah you know I, they don't even know what they're talking about you know, I definitely we'll, we will like look, tons yeah. of research after listening to these specialists um, yeah yeah yeah, exactly. And he knows, like, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm talking about, uh, I was talking about this um, lady. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, she she's super selly about things. So she has all these links. And then you go and you sign up for, like, oh, what's my V sign? Oh, I'm a purple. Oh, go buy my supplements. Fuck you. Don't buy your supplements. Tell me how to heal this naturally. This is why I bought your book. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm reading about it. And yeah, I didn't even realize that a lot of the things that I am experiencing are like dysfunction of hormones um which i think you've mentioned to me but it never really <laughs> sunk in <laughs> don't okay. don't be nice <laughs> yeah. no totally i get it i get it but it's it's i think it's it's like it takes a while for things to sink in especially when they're not like super um problematic they're not huge red flags yeah no like and i didn't realize that they they in some like some people consider them as a red flag right Mm -hmm. um like she was saying all about like your period is your fifth vital sign it's like as important as your blood pressure your you know um what's a vital sign pulse rate all those other things Mm -hmm. uh heartbeat and breathing and all that other stuff right like a vital sign um and like we have this rhythm this uh infradian rhythm um, that dictates, you know, not only our energy, but what we should be eating and all of that other, other stuff. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to do a little bit more of like the food stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking up uh, like what I did immediately was I cut out caffeine immediately. Um, cause I started reading the book when I was maybe two, three days before my period. Mm-hmm. And I was reading so fast that she's like, yeah, you gotta like, even if you make a small change, it's going to make an impact on how your hormones react in the next you know like 78 hours you know 72 hours or even beyond that or in the next phase of your cycle so I'm like okay let me try cutting out caffeine um because caffeine um metabolizes on the same pathway that estrogen metabolizes and so when you put 
caffeine into your system and let's say your body doesn't metabolize caffeine very quickly it's going to like jam up the works and then estrogen can't go through and so estrogen kind of like pools in your system and it gets higher Mm -hmm. whereas it should be actually being flushed out of your system um and then i looked it up online because i'm like what really no caffeine no tea no coffee coffee (laughs) so sad um and there there was like more studies more recent studies that were saying like even like worse for me that asian women generally have a decreased caffeine metabolism pathway oh fucking sucks that's a bummer i'm sorry man but that's like i, I also it. relearned that because i learned that but i forgot it so yeah okay good point I'm just, yeah I'll take yeah that one home. but i think it's like they said depending on your ancestry like genetics does have a big part to play in metabolism of um estrogen and hence caffeine mm-hmm. so apparently asian women have a decreased ability to handle um like flushing caffeine out of our systems whereas i i didn't i didn't look at anyone else so you have to go look and see what <laughs> it applies for your ancestry. But I was only concerned with myself. So that's all I looked at. Yeah. I am sorry. <laughs> I no can't tell you. I think I still have that book or might've got on my, on my Kindle or something. It's somewhere. Oh yeah. But I think it's a more recent study. Cause after I read that in her book, I, I needed to check it. Right? Like, really? I'm going to give up caffeine. Really? Oh, okay. So I checked it and, and she's right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more recent studies now. Like there's even more stuff out there. <sighs> anyway it's depressing but i feel i feel good and i just got my period today and it doesn't hurt so no amazing i know yeah it's really it's really hopeful i think yeah i think it's gonna be worth it to to like sync up my life with my cycle yeah oh a friend of mine i had we actually started we found that resource at the exact same time and she had been trying to have a baby for six years prior to that Oh, wow. And was not successful yet. And she oh, started to implement, um, I don't know how much she did eating, but like a lot of the things she said, just lifestyle wise. And they also like went and lived in like a small motorhome for a year, kind of off the grid. And that was probably helpful mm. just to chill out. And then she got pregnant. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I think like some of the things yeah. are, were really valuable to her uh, fertility. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, it's like, man, this book is good because she she has quite a strong like women forward kind of messaging saying that, you know, even how we're educated about ourselves um, comes from a very like male or just like a deprived point of view where, you know, this happens and this happens and this happens. Whereas she's saying like, no, it doesn't just happen like that. You know, this is a cycle and like wonderful things are happening to you each stage of the cycle Mm -hmm. each with its benefits and then when it's dysfunctional there's you know the the side effects that we call pms but you know it doesn't have to be like that right so she has this really good way of just like rewording things and addressing it head on and being like um no the way we're educated is not sufficient we don't know these things about our bodies and we need to know these things you know we should be you know educated better and i i definitely feel that way when i was i think i was like I got my period at like 12. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I was so scared. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. You're not really empowered about it whatsoever. Be like, this is why you can procreate. <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is a pain to buy stuff <laughs> yeah. sticking me to make it stop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm glad you found that. Thank you. Yeah. I think I heard it on someone's podcast. One of those. I don't know if it was Ben Greenfield or... 
I listened to another one. Um, Max Lugavere, he's good. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah. Nice. Okay, but this is actually not what we're <sighs> re- reviewing today. No, this is Even another episode where cool. we just ramble. Yeah. On and on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a study that reviews the some pranayama practices that are supposed to have a cooling effect. And I did not read the paper because I had a headache this morning. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to sleep in. And then I didn't really sleep in, but I was just lying there in bed with the construction people going going right at it, the building behind <laughs> nice. me that's getting renovated. That's um, awesome. But you read it, and then so I can ask you questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do this. What was it about? Oh, man. Um, so, okay, the title is Body Temperature and Energy Expendit- Expenditure During and After Yoga Breathing Practices, Traditionally Described as Cooling. Nice. So this is an Indian paper. It came out of India, um, published in, I think, 2020. Is that right? I'm just double checking here. Is that We'll new? link it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 2020. Nice. Um, out of a medical science monitor basic research paper, uh, publisher and uh, journal. Um, so we will link it up and it's uh, open source. So you can read it. Um, and I'll just give you like a, should I give you a quick, quick uh, what they were looking for? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they were trying to see what happens when you do... Uh, Something like, so the the two practices that I were really looking at were shitali and shitkari. Um, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering those, but um, shitali is the one where you uh, put your tongue out of your mouth and you roll it in a tube and then you mm. inhale and exhale through your tongue. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it's like what toddlers do. But yes, really? I, I didn't but know. You're a kid, you ever never did that? Or maybe not a toddler, but like four or five you would do that just to be annoying i think or because you <laughs> thought it was cool or you could figure out how to do that with your tongue but yes i do awesome yeah so you do that and you breathe through it mm-hmm. um and then the other one shitkari um you clench your teeth and then you pull your lips aside um just comfortably just so that you breathe in and out through the gaps of your teeth okay you pull clench your teeth and you okay you open your lips like you yeah don't you pull have to like your hands you just yeah, no, you just like, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, and in and out through your, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, in and out through your mouth. So both of these are mouth breathing exercises. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so the traditional, uh, I guess, texts, they say that these are both cooling for the body, I guess, to be done after you're overheated. Um, and I I know some hot yoga places will recommend doing an exhale out of your mouth um to release the heat uh i i have been taught the shitali in a hot practice saying that oh it'll release the heat out of your mouth have you ever been taught that um maybe but not like practiced very often at all yeah it was i think in my training my 500 hour yeah but i don't think i've ever used it because i've never taught it because Sorry, still eating a blueberry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I don't know if that's correct or not. So maybe you'll help answer my question. I'm not gonna tell people yes, that. Like, will. it makes your mouth cold. Like, it makes your mouth cool. But that I don't know. Like, body. yeah, and dry. Yeah, it's 
I don't I don't really like them. No. I don't yeah. I don't like mouth breathing practices generally. Um and yeah, so anyway, the study it does actually go over mouth breathing later. So, uh they had looked at other studies and every breathing exercise studied before this study like generally showed increases in oxygen consumption. Um no one really measured body temperature and if there was this cooling effect on body temperature. So they were they were curious as to, okay, let's take shitali, let's take shitkari, let's take passive lying down. So you're just not doing anything. You're not being instructed to do anything with your breath. You're just literally lying there, not falling asleep. Um, and then the fourth scenario was just laying down, but breathing with awareness. So they didn't really specify how you had to breathe. You just had to breathe with awareness. And uh, was it the previous review article we saw? I think it mm-hmm. was Breath of Life mm-hmm. where they saw, well, they postulated that maybe it's even just breathing with awareness that stimulates vagal tone. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't matter, almost almost didn't matter um, like which tai chi like yoga breathing whatever kind of pattern of breathing you wanted to do it was just the the fact that there was awareness on the breath that stimulated vagal tone so anyway that's that's an interesting thing so they included that here just breath awareness versus passive laying down um the study was done on male male indian participants so that's important to note and there was only 17 of them and they had knowledge of the breathing exercises so these weren't people off the street who were you know of varying health conditions these were generally good health people who were probably students and uh also had some awareness of shitali and shitkari so that they were comfortable doing it mm-hmm. um and i feel like that is that's a little bit of a, like a selection bias there yeah. oh yeah i would say but yeah, yeah. kind of like round one of a study that you'd do just in a kind of control group to see how things are going and then you'd see what the results are there and then you should probably take it out to more random sample yeah 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 especially because you know like as general yoga teachers um like I get all sorts of people I don't get you know people who have background with breathing training or asana um or any exercise right you might get someone who who's never consciously taken a deep breath before like you mm-hmm. we just don't know yeah yeah um so this is intense there's sessions of breathing they had to do five minutes oh that's a lot yeah it's quite a bit yeah just like trying to be aware of your breath for five minutes like i wonder how they even <laughs> how do you not fall asleep is you, my question how do you stay like i don't think i can actually do it like every moment of your attention on your breath yeah i would i would lose it for it's sure a huge practice so that's five minutes and then they rested for one minute and they did it again. Mm. And then they rested for another minute and then they did it again. <laughs> so was the same group of people yeah, going through all the different breath types or were they split into groups and certain people were doing each breath they were type? All, so they were all measured doing all breath types. Hmm. That way there could be a baseline per person because I guess everyone's body temperature is like very slightly different. Like yeah. if you measured it to like the you know hundredth or thousandth of a decimal point um and you said they're me- measuring body temperature and oxygen yes. consumption or would that just be like your blood oxygen level uh i don't know i don't know how they measured it maybe they okay. did a breathing mask afterwards and saw how much oxygen was pulled in oxygen was taken and carbon dioxide was pushed out i'm not sure okay. yeah um 
Yeah, and then so everything else was just regular. So they were told not to eat two hours prior, no exercise or yoga 24 hours prior. Um, one thing that they did include was for both the breathing exercise, Shitali and Shitkari, for the exhales to be longer than the inhales and the inhales to be deep and diaphragmatic. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, they put everyone through those things. And in general, for everyone, body temperature increased. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, which kind of makes sense when you think about it. So when you take in more oxygen, like you force your body to take in more oxygen, um, you're going to be driving metabolism forward. You're pushing your metabolism to go not into the rest state, but you're actually pushing it forward into like a let's let's do things state. Let's run through some some of our energy storage states. Right. Hmm. Um, and so when that happens, body temperature generally does go up it's a, it's like you're adding oxygen to a fire that's burning yeah but so i would think the opposite for the nervous system response reason where if they're practicing a longer exhale than inhale that tends to um turn on more of the parasympathetic response in your body which i th- think would take away well i'm trying i don't know how you measure body temperature but it i would think that'd be like a cooling effect on your body like when you're when you go to bed no i don't know shit i don't know does that make sense what i'm trying to say like i thought (laughs) i'm trying to think of it now when i go to bed i go to bed and i'm cold because i'm always cold and then in the night i wake up and i'm super warm I just kick off um, my blanket and my I socks, think... my like second blanket and my socks at some point because, <laughs> and that's like you're in a deeply parasympathetic state. So, yeah, yeah. I think to put you to sleep, know. your body temperature drops, and then once you're asleep, your body temperature rises. Hmm. Okay. So the process of getting to sleep, um, a number of like really interesting things in your brain has to go off. Um, and that is actually stimulated by a colder than body temperature um, signal. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Actually, I think I'm pro- what I'm probably thinking of is like in parasympathetic, there's less heat in your limbs because your in parasympathetic, your body is kind of kind of doing like a healing process, or it's more con- yeah. concerned about the function of your organs and stuff like that. So there's more conservation of heat in your core i would think so that yeah it could be it could be anyways you don't have to follow me on my random thinking so i I think you're you're thinking that parasympathetic would mean a lower body temperature and sympathetic would mean a higher body temperature yeah but it's like where in your body are you measuring that so i think it's like the limbs it's cooler but your core is warmer overall uh it might be um i think body temperature is a little bit tricky for that um because the sympathetic nervous system will also uh when you are scared you know cold sweat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so sweat glands are stimulated through the sympathetic system um especially those oily sweat glands that are only um uh, uh stimulated through fear so it's like a different sweat gland than regular sweat glands. That's why like fear sweat has like a almost like a different smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sympathetic nervous system does that. Whereas parasympathetic, um, I don't know if it has. I'm trying to look it up right now if it has an effect on the sweat or on body temperature. 
anyway okay well let's leave, we'll that, we leave can... that there that was just like i'm trying to think through temperature and the nervous system yeah but anyways <laughs> but i think in a, a general waking state um when you consume more oxygen it's generally because your body needs it and then metabolism goes up like when you're exercising you need to breathe harder Mm -hmm. um because you're soaking the fire and your your metabolism rises right you start to burn the body uh fuel Mm -hmm. or storage that you have there yeah um yeah so this is like just in general waking terms um so they did also measure i think they also measured urine output and the metabolites in urine and they did find with shitali and shitkari there were more metabolites of like glucose markers so like they burned more glucose they burned more fat doing those exercises of breath that's crazy I think it was very small. I think it's a, a small percentage, but they actually did. But remember, they did five minutes three times with one minute break. That's a lot of breathing. Yeah, that's a lot of breathing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who knows? I mean, it could be additive, right? Like if you did that your entire life, you might be revving your metabolism a little bit mm-hmm. every single day for a, a tiny little you know, period of time, which over you know, 50 years is not, it's not um, insignificant. Is what I'm saying. I wonder what their perception was, like if they felt warmer. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they were asked. Yeah, that would have been cool just to see if they yeah, if like, they could tell. Because sometimes, yeah, you go down to shavasana and like you get cold right away. Or I've had it the opposite where I've lied down to shavasana in a class and all I was breathing a few minutes mm. in, then all of a sudden I'm just like, ooh, like a wave of heat. Um, oh cool you can kind of tell sometimes anyways but that Mm -hmm. that might have been interesting to see or you could do self self study if you want to check that out I guess yeah yeah that's interesting I know I know for me it's like my hormones these last few days have definitely been giving me some sort of signal it's like (laughs) I don't know what's happening oh yeah temperature and estrogen progesterone ratios is yeah it's a bitch it's just like (laughs) right yeah like it's weird. Like, I'm so cold the these days. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Uh, my body is, is a mystery. But I am figuring it out, hopefully. Yeah, I get so cold. Um, and then, like, in the night, one night per month, I'll wake up and be really warm. <laughs> yeah. Hot legs. The female body is, like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Once you learn to, like, work with it, don't work yeah. against it. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah. So they when, when they got to the conclusions, they were thinking like, okay, so what is it that increased metabolism? Um, and one of the clues was that maybe it's just the mouth breathing. Um, and we know from other studies where, like, let's say someone had like a deviated septum or an intense injury to the nasal passage where they had no option but to breathe from the mouth. Um, those people generally have like overly tight accessory breathing muscles. So those are your pecs, the things that elevate your ribs. There's like a little muscle there that does that. Okay. Um, I could see that. Yeah. So those muscles tend to be hypertonic and there's a postural compensation, of course. That makes sense, right? Over a lifetime of mouth breathing, if those muscles are hypertonic, it's going to change the way you hold yourself versus someone who doesn't need to use those muscles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons for saying like, oh, maybe that's why metabolism is revved up because um, 
the muscles that don't normally have to work are being worked, which is like, it's a fair argument. Um, yeah, it's a I don't possibility. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it could also, the, the other argument, it could also be because just oxygen consumption has been, you know, sort of artificially pumped into the body so much that if there was any process that was needing to be pushed through because of the lack of oxygen, now it, now it doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. And all those processes are being push through and metabolism is being like fulfilled yeah i certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't be like promoting mouth breathing over like an, a mouth inhalation over a nose nasal inhalation just because of like oxygen consumption and increased body temperature like just so people are aware this is like a five minute practice you need your nose <laughs> you need to breathe in through your nose it has there's a specific role there for it to filter out some crap Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, right? Your mouth doesn't Mm -hmm. filter out particulates like dust and Mm -hmm. weird, crazy shit like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what do you think? I think that's kind of interesting. I think more work needs to be done, but like it's a good, it seems like a fairly solid first pass at looking at the question. Do you think there's a place for mouth breathing in our general practices well i guess i would ask like why would you want to Mm. like this is obviously or the outcomes in this paper have shown that it doesn't cool your body so you would be using it as a practice that warms your body temperature so why would you want to do that Mm -hmm. i guess yeah and it revs your metabolism a bit so yeah yeah if you had a reason to do that yeah I'd also like to look at, sorry, it's a delicious frozen blueberry. Um, the, oh. <laughs> I'm snacking this whole time, guys. I'm sorry. I just can't. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to look at the nervous system response if there is a way to measure, I don't know, vagal tone or parasympathetic activation with that too because I'm more concerned of, about the nervous system than metabolism in a class Mm. if metabolism is changed uh in a a positive way from a class then i think that's fine but i wouldn't i wouldn't have that be my goal i think there's so many other Mm -hmm. things that i would have be my goal i yeah i feel i think it's okay so say you have you're working with someone and they're super clogged up and they can't breathe through your mouth and you want to offer them a breathing practice then you could use one of those four, but you could also just use the awareness of your breath. Like you said, they had similar or the same outcomes for increasing body temperature. And, but yeah, I don't know why, why would, why would you want to use it? Do you know, or would you? I I think, um, I think I would use it as like a self experiment Mm -hmm. kind of deal sort of like okay our body's at this state now let's try five minutes of this versus five minutes of this and then just without without teaching um what you're supposed to look for as an outcome like whether you're hot or you're cold whether you're more aware or you're more sleepy I wouldn't say any of that and I would just be like what is your experience and which one do you gravitate to and then just starting to explore like the why of maybe why I like this one versus that one beyond it just being like oh my nose is boogery or my mouth feels dry um like that little bit of discomfort can we get past that so that you can start to feel any effects of this 
this practice. Because um, I know for me, with pranayama, um, I feel it pretty strongly. Like, I can, I can feel quite a good effect, especially, like, Bastrika really wakes me up. Um, Kabbalah Bhati wakes me up. Um, Nadi Shodana, I'm, like, asleep right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of those breathing exercises, like, I can feel an effect, Um and like no one had to tell me about it um whereas yeah so i would try to guide a class in a way of i guess inquiry and being like let's let's test it like what's the worst that can happen after five minutes and like if you do feel bad and just stop it's it's just breathing like you can stop at any time yeah the power of um oh what's it called Mm, persuasion (laughs) words okay yeah persuasion is like it's a thing Yes. So, I, yeah, that's really important. I really like that you brought that up, testing different things and seeing how they work for them. Yeah, and that's why I, I don't like saying things like, oh, open your mouth and breathe out of your mouth to cool the body. Just like, no, like have your own experience and let's see what actually happens. Because I feel like those words, they lead to a conclusion that might not be true to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that leads to people being like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know if I'm doing it right. It's like, ugh, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about that. That doesn't answer the deeper questions of, is this right for me, right? Totally. <sighs> I think, th- well, yeah. like the breathing out of the mouth thing for cooling, we experience in pretty heavy cardiovascular activity or maybe like after a pretty vigorous vinyasa flow or a, ser- a series of standing postures which is quite demanding even if you're not moving quickly you might enjoy uh some exhalations out of your mouth it- spin class spin- yeah spin class running yes. like that's when like if i'm <laughs> ripping on the treadmill or running outside yeah. and <laughs> yeah. i stop then it's like you can tell like it, your body yeah. you don't want to close your mouth you'd feel like you're going to suffocate for yeah, getting exactly air in and out but our body mm-hmm. is like a dog's primary way of cooling itself down or animals, I think in general, but we see it in dogs all the time is by panting, but that's not really our, like if the temperature just goes up in this room, I'm not going to start panting. I'm going to sweat. We have, yes, exactly. we have sweat, not the purpose of it is to reduce body temperature. So that usually happens as a primary response. And then yeah, if you're moving really quickly and you just need to get in, air in and out, it's, just, it's less of like a, body temperature thing though it's more of like an oxygen depletion yeah yeah so yeah (laughs) pondering (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm not sure either it's it's a very interesting study it's almost like we should go into our igloos and breathe out of our mouths and see if our body temperature warms up Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would hope that like people aren't getting oxygen depletion in a yoga class because like I wear a heart rate monitor when I go to this group of fitness classes and I, when I get my heart rate, my, I'm getting like my heart rate max, like at my capacity, like over like 94 or something, like I'm going pretty hard or I, like we were sprinting or something like that. And I can kind of feel my cells, like I can feel the lack of oxygen in my body pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I need to stop or, I mean, usually we're doing these things for like 30 seconds or a minute, just sprints. And I can like literally feel that oxygen depletion, but that like to do that level of intensity in a yoga class, uh, I mean, I just don't think I'd ever get there. So I'd hope that the yoga practice would be to moderate your oxygen through your breath for the entirety of the practice 
and in that kind of your body through sweating is going to moderate your body temperature fairly well mm, yeah so back to the pranayama just like you yeah. said would be way more of just um what does this do for me i like that it's perfect yeah yeah and i think yeah i think that's that's partly what like the study also triggers for me that like you know we maybe we will not ever know what it actually does like the ancients have given us this one reason for doing it it's cooling okay cool let's let's take that as a little piece of information now this new science is saying no it doesn't decrease body temperature it increases body temperature all right another piece of information um but ultimately like none of that matters except for what you experience right Mm -hmm. because what you experience is going to be how you decide whether or not you want to do this in your practice or not um so we we have to in a way if you want to if you want to explore all that yoga has to offer which is includes all of these wonderful breathing exercises then you have to test them (laughs) you gotta you gotta be your own test subject and, and just try especially because this was done just on men i know i know Ugh. Boo. terrible boo. boo women are good too <laughs> we exper- we breathe we can breathe just as good as you guys but i think it's because of the control factor like i understand the reason men don't have the hormonal fluctuations that we do their temperature yeah. is way more constant it just is oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's so right so this is kind yeah. of like um yeah a control it is it's a control group essentially like they're all similar age they had done practices before they're all dudes, mm-hmm. yeah, etc. So yeah, next same, yeah. Next step yeah. is to go out to finding some different people mm-hmm. because there are <laughs> there are different conditions. Yeah, like I I really wonder, um, I wonder in other kinds of metabolism if this would be really super helpful, like hypothyroidism where your metabolism is like stifled. Um, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, there's. I think I would go other places for something like that though because there's usually an underlying root cause of why that is not in balance mm, i yeah, mean it could true. be a helpful yeah. therapeutic tool at some point in the recovery process but yeah it's true you know anyway, i think we should just breathe out of our mouths for a while and see what happens see if we uh feel anything <laughs> yeah i want to like hook up like a if you could hook up a thermometer that just measured your time temperature the whole time somewhere I don't know, stick it in your ear. Huh. And like... But the whole time? Because those things beep and then they stop, right? I don't know. I'm imagining <laughs> a device that probably doesn't exist. It's like an ear thermometer and you can hook it up to your computer and then you get a nice little graph. Oh, constant. constant. Oh, constant yeah. monitoring. Oh, interesting. Right? I don't know. I'm not sure. You could get Eric just to take like, you know, every minute on the minute while you breathe, take temperature and mark them down on a piece of paper. That's true. I'll report back, Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's super interesting. Poached apples tonight and coconut milk, and then we're gonna lie down and breathe (laughs) and take those temperatures. (laughs) Eric, every minute on the minute, I need you to do this for me. (laughs) Oh man, he's gonna think I'm so weird. Actually, he might like (sighs) it because he loves science like me. So this is is how marriage works. Okay, you have you're you're in a partnership to find answers. Mm -hmm. Come on, exactly. You have like a steady buddy the whole time. Eric is literally my guinea pig. Oh, that's awesome. But I'm sure he loves it. He loves doing yoga. He does. He's he's the best. We're going today at five o'clock. 
Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. What you guys can do? It's a hot flow at um, mm. the studio I go to. It's like yeah. heated, but not crazy heated. It's actually not that hot. The teacher's pretty decent. Yeah, she's kind of, she's pretty funny. And she, okay. she usually has a well-planned uh, class, like things linked together. There's usually mm. kind of a, a theme and it feels good in the body. And it's just a nice Friday after work amazing jam so yeah right now the class is full so i keep checking on my phone trying to get in I, like i'll get i'll still oh. get in if i go early enough people will bail because it's friday at five but yeah yeah popular place to be yeah you should try the mouth breathing just sit for like a little bit i might do that yes please do okay. and just see how it feels yeah like that's that's good enough information for me yeah okay i hear sirens are you okay are they coming for you <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for me. I gotta pack up and run. Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's fine. There's always sirens. I live in like the hospital district. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's Toronto, so. Yeah. And it snowed, so everyone's panicked. Oh shit. <sighs> Just chill out, people. It's February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto's a weird city. If you live here, you know what I mean. It's like people just panic at the first sign of like bad weather. Oh no, they do it here too. Oh really? Yeah. I would think West Coasters are just more chill. Eh, depends. Everyone's like, all through January, people were just like, it's the worst weather ever. And <laughs> it's like, yes, but it's January in Canada. Uh. Like, and it literally, Victoria is the best climate. I mean, if you like a mild climate, yeah. if you're not a big skier snowboarder, Victoria is friggin' great. It snowed for, we had snow for three days, big deal. It's mm. every weekend has been sunny, which is amazing. And then it what? rains during the week. Like, yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be eight degrees and sunny. No, that is incredible. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't care. This is freaking great weather to me. Like, <laughs> I can't handle the negativity. It's like we're all yeah, this yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. It's really not that yeah. big of a deal, guys. We had dinner with like a, a friend, uh, I think Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And she just immigrated from... Um, ecuador so she's used to like you know 28 degrees all year round mountains ocean running marathons and all that wonderful stuff and her first winter was last winter and her boyfriend told her that winter generally ends by march um which is kind of not that that's a toss of a coin on that one yeah Yeah. (laughs) march is like uh, maybe so anyway she didn't say anything she didn't complain about anything and then as soon as it turned to March 1st, she's like, okay, it's over. I don't need to wear a jacket anymore. For some reason, she thought that that no. was going to be true. And she went outside and she's like, I'm so sad. It's still cold. And she came home in tears. Oh. And she was so upset at her boyfriend for telling her that winter's over by March. Yeah, that's sad. That's <laughs> like a little kid. It can be like anyway, so she- May sometimes. Sorry? If you have a bad year, it can be, it can go until the beginning of May. Oh yeah. We, we sometimes have had like snowstorms in April. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's better this year. I think she's finally getting used to like the, the darker days, the longer nights and I don't know, there's coping mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. You do things, you go out, you force yourself to see some friends, cheer up. Yeah. Yeah. And we're out of the darkness now. Really like November, December, January is the worst yeah those are dark months Mm -hmm. yeah it's true yeah i wonder how that affects our our cycles now that i'm thinking about like the female cycle more Mm -hmm. yeah i bet there's something there yeah totally Hmm. interesting 
I'm optimistic about this weather business. It's just all fine. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can control about the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy as a you clam. Yeah. <laughs> Is your headache gone? Yeah, I think the blueberries helped. Oh, sweet. Mm. We just needed some sugar or something. Yeah. All right. Oh, they're so delicious. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to us ramble. And this was uh, really rambly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are already gone. But um, yeah, we'll talk to you. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time. And we're going to do a pose breakdown next time. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.